0: I'm Travis Keys. I'm David J. Murphy. And let's jump right into our first story. So I saw the disaster meme girl, and I love a good meme. The photo sold for $500,000 as an NFT. That's half a million dollars. Have you heard about this? Oh my goodness, it's crazy.
1: It's crazy what these <laughs> things are going for nowadays. I mean, yeah, it's it's it makes me wish, you know, I had this kind of viral photo because the nft market is just blowing up kind of like this yeah. this photo I want to put the the photo of the girl in front of the nft market blowing up because it would be perfect
0: that's exactly that's exactly it so zoe Roth was four years old back in 2005 when she when she was captured in front of a burning house and now that became a meme and it just it went all over the internet and now with nfts this has sold for a ridiculous amount and every time it gets used or whatever that person's still gonna make money off this nft is you yeah. know that uh she's called disaster girl and when there's something wi- wild going on in the background they put her in the foreground <laughs> from the titanic to all kinds of stuff it's unbelievable and it makes me kind of like man i may am i still too late to come up with my own nft <laughs> like i'm gonna no. i gotta jump in there and do something you know you know and uh so it it, it kind of amused me to see this and. Uh, and now I'm going to look further into NFTs because I think I need to get one up or, or two up and, and at least at least you know, test the waters before yeah, I went, ah, it's too late. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the more and more I read about NFTs, the more and more I think like I need to see if there's, I mean, you know, I'm a nobody, right? You know, nobody's going to buy my stuff for any value, but, you know, throwing your stuff up there. And, you know, I first heard about this, I was like, oh man, I bet they had to like give up the copyright like they were selling the photo, but they're not. That's exactly. the great right thing. NFT, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're keeping the copyright. Um, And the owner will continue to get a 10% cut of the sale of the NFT in perpetuity. So I'm like, what? There's like no downside to using, you know, just selling this, your photos on NFT. So yeah. And and the, there's a prevalent, there's this new app. I don't know the name of it, but you know, there's you just go out there and Google it, but there's like a, some uh, iPhone app that allows you to make NFTs for free. So typically when you want, when you want to do an NFT, you have to have gas money or so to speak, where it's like, and it can vary based on the website you're going to. But essentially, it's like $100 you pay to create the NFT. And so right, this, right. this new app essentially eliminates that. So there's really no barrier to trying it out. So Travis, give it a shot. Let us know how right, it turns I'm gonna out. I'm going to
0: look for that app and um, hopefully we can report in the future. And I, I'll tell you what happens with my NFTs. <laughs> Indeed. And if you can't sell your stuff on NFTs, you can put it on Unsplash for
1: free and have your photos be out there for free. Unsplash, uh, right? Uh, up upsplash unsplash unsplash
0: it's, it's unsplash okay because there's upsplash and now there's unsplash so confusing i can't keep up with it all
1: no it's unsplash yeah i'm double checking wow. i mean i didn't make that wow. mistake thankfully. i think there's
0: an upsplash too because you know yeah and uh i didn't hear very good things about upsplash so <laughs> i'm gonna have to look into an unsplash <laughs> which is maybe the anti-upsplash splash. <laughs> <I get right. laughs> Well, if you
1: do have your stuff on Unsplash, Travis, it'll now go to Getty or Getty will somehow participate in making it because they bought the company. And I think we talked about this in a prior episode, but if we hadn't, um, the Petapixel story that I found was interesting because it kind of examined why would Getty buy this website that gives away photos for free. And it really kind of goes to the core of what Getty is trying to do, which is essentially get the the buyers get the people who are actually going to pay for photos and entice them to their website with the free photos and what unsplash did so well and what made it so popular was essentially the way their algorithm could you know use that magical sauce to find the photo you were actually looking for and so getty's going to try and use that because getty is more I guess their algorithm isn't as fancy, and so they're gonna—they're basically buying Unsplash for the technology. That's kind of what the—the the story sort of zeroed in on.
0: Um, what do you—what do you think of this story? Do you, do you think? Uh, um, well, I, in my head, I think uh, I was wrong. Uh, yeah, ups, when I was saying Unsplash, it is uns, Unsplash that I was thinking of. Um, and there's a lot. There's been, I think, a lot of. Uh, uh, not a lot of the people in the industry have not been uh really happy with unsplash because basically it's incentivizing people to give away their work and undervalue the photo you know the photo which getty is sort of done with the stock market as well and and uh you know the stock photo market um and uh just all around it's it's devaluating what we do as 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 professionals and uh i'm not i'm not really a fan of it all (laughs) no no not at all yeah
1: No, I think if you're not in our world, right, where you're the content creator, this is a, you know, Unsplash and whatnot, all these other free sites are godsends, right? Because you get, you know, free or, you know, very cheap imagery. But for those of us who are actually creating the content, no, this has been the bane of our existence. And, you know, I get it all the time, too. Like, I recently completed a project, or I supplied my video that I created for a project that someone else was doing. And the first thing they were, like, coming out with the gate was, can we have this content for free? Yeah. and I said point blank, no. I'm fundamentally against giving away my content for free. There has to be an exchange of money, even if it's small. There has to be the process where I'm going to create a contract and we're going to agree to terms and money is exchanged at the very minimum.
0: I remember uh, looking into that that article and people were like, oh, it's a, it seems like a very strange merging of them. like, no, it's not strange at all. It's Getty once again, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> taking all the profits for themselves. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I some of these um, image houses are a little bit unscrupulous. Like, are you familiar with Alamy?
0: No, not at all.
1: It's another kind of Getty similar image house, you know, that's okay. licensed images, and uh, they're kind of infamous within the military community, the military uh-huh. photo photo community, because they take photos that are shared via Divid's Hub, which is the military's network which anyone can go on and, and download military imagery at high resolution right so they download the imagery that military photographers have shot which of course are all open source and free yeah copyright yeah. free go ahead and use them it's paid for by the government they right. take these photos they put them on their service they watermark all the photos and then you know for the rubes who aren't savvy enough to go outside the service to look for this imagery they're paying essentially for free imagery so
0: yeah Well it seems a little you know once again a little nefarious and whatever but you know there there are other people out there like the Royal Photographic Society that uh, has launched a photography for everyone initiative and uh, what's kind of great about uh, them is I think they are one of the oldest um, founded in I think 1853 one of the oldest photographic societies in the world Uh, and they're trying to kind of you know, do the right thing and bring photography to everyone. And uh, it's uh, it's a membership-based community with thousands of people that engage in photography and believe that in- importance of artistic, scientific, expressive medium uh, and yeah. really kind of just want to bring photography to all. Uh I think it's a great thing. I'm I'm a chairman of American Photographic Artists here in New York, and you know we're we're basically a membership group as well, similar to this. That uh, that what we do is we take professionals and give them the tools and advocate for them. You know whether it be for copyright, you know, or the case acts, or uh, bring uh, tools to the trade, uh, bring webinars and education and networking. So I think anything that makes us stronger and and actually just helps the arts because I mean. Obviously, you know, look at uh, what we just talked about, you know, Upsplash right, yeah. and Instagram and, and Facebook and how many images are put up a day. People yeah. love images. So, you know, the more that uh, we bring that to the people and uh, the more that we make that accessible and the education, I love it. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, even with the advent and growth of video, right, uh, and it being the primary medium which most people probably engage with, you know, there's still, it will always be a need and desire for high quality photography. And I think these organizations do a great job in getting people out, out of the mindset of thinking that this camera, this or this phone is their only camera, right? That there are you know bigger and, and greater uses. For photographic medium, outside of what you know, you can get out of a, a cell phone, and kind of you know opening people up to that world, right, of, of the larger photographic world, and then also helping propagate them and push them up. And I thought what was neat about the Royal Photographic Society, what they're doing here, is you know they they have sort of causes, right, that they push. You know, what there's like inclusion, environmental, social responsibility, you know, sustainability and whatnot does does your organization you know kind of push any sort of not agenda but you know kind of like you know beyond obviously making a, a space for professionals is there any sort of, of drive like hey here we want to focus on a specific topic you know or here's a a challenge a photo challenge is well something- I mean, there's
0: certainly there's certainly you know lots of things uh you know we're a national organization with uh, local chapters and stuff like that but uh on the national level we're very um you know, it's it's all about uh, protecting the photographer and, and fighting and lobbying for, you know, obviously photographer rights, getting paid, uh, you know, uh, fair work, uh, you know, um, uh, the copyright is huge. And uh, Case Act was another big one that we've we just been fighting on for a long time. Um, yeah. So we're, there's always uh, issues that uh, we advocate for on behalf of the, the members uh, in terms of the local chapters that, you know, it's, it's, we always kind of figure out uh, what our, our members need and whether, you know, it's like in the times of a pandemic and suddenly, you know, we, we need yeah. to uh, figure out how we uh, work on a set with OSHA compliancy and, uh, you know, you know, Deal with that. You know, it's uh, we're always figuring out new ways to bring uh, new information to, and give the best tools to make uh, photographers the most successful they can be. So yeah, it's it's very important for us to to always uh, um, reach out and uh, figure out what to do
1: that's cool yeah do you guys do any contests or any showings or back in the oh day absolutely we have national
0: contests uh we have national contests that people uh that aren't even know uh, members can you know uh send in photographs and there's all kinds of big prizes from winning canon cameras sometimes this you know, <laughs> is a bunch of sony cameras there's always you know, different big prizes and and get your your photos in front of some amazing amazing judges and uh and uh and all, all kinds of different prizes in that respect uh there's also local uh, uh photo prizes that uh you know for la it runs one new york is about to kick off one um so there's a bunch of that we do everything from portfolio reviews with uh uh, people in the industry professionals that would you know actually hire photographers and get your your work or get you on a shoot um so there's always something that you know and then we do webinars all the time from teaching people how to do infrared photography to uh how to uh do you know stuff in lightroom or or photoshop or or use new equipment so we're we're always doing new new and different stuff
1: nice nice and i bet a photo that would have won Any competition it was entered in is a photo by NASA astronaut Michael Collins, recently deceased, uh, passed away at the age of 90. Collins was well known for a photo he took of the lunar module containing both Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong in front of the Earth, capturing all of humanity. Whereas I like to consider it the world's largest group photo. I mean, uh But you know, with like any group photo, it doesn't have the photographer in it, right? Like I shoot group photos for my and unit. and that's
0: pretty momentous. Like I would have yeah. to be taking a selfie on the moon or something to show I was there. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> when the the yeah, first like moon selfie. I mean, come on. There's got to be the first moon selfie. Oh, uh, indeed. But uh, I mean, you know what? His legacy is now immortal in terms of, you know, oh, capturing sure. that moment. Uh, and this name will be synonymous with yeah. that image. And it's such an iconic image that uh, for all of us, um, you that's know, sad I obviously But, you know, he made it, he made it to 90, which is, you know, that, that <laughs> that's, he, he did that's not get, he, he did not get cut short and he, and he left, uh, he left a legacy. So I'd say uh, he will be missed, but uh, wow. He, he yeah. left uh, behind a good legacy.
1: Yeah. I'd be lucky if I make it that far. You know, I was thinking about this. It's like, there's, you know, a lot of what we do as photographers, it's also a lot of, you know, the actual craft is just, you know, pushing a button, right. It's like technical yeah. in nature, but a lot of it is access. So, you know, being an astronaut you know you wouldn't have had this shot or this opportunity unless you were an astronaut on this mission yep. in particular so it's like it's interesting to kind of put that into perspective that a lot of the best shots in a lot of photography is is based on the access of what you have or what you're able to get you know what you're able to either get for yourself or what you're given and so you know a lot of it can be what you make of it yourself but a lot of it too is where are you an astronaut if you're not you're not getting that shot at least not yet not till we get to uh you know tourist space tourism but you know then that's, that's a far way off
0: yeah uh another story i saw this week is uh, it was an interesting to one to me and it's sort of one that uh, i had to think about and, and i think i do uh is under promising and over delivering still a good practice and i have to say i you know it's like i don't think i under promise i just i'm very specific about what i promise and i yeah. tend to you know uh make sure that i am know that what i am including i know that i can also add a little extra in there so when they get it they're going to be really happy so i guess it's right. still the same kind of thing uh is that a practice that you kind of adopt or, or look into i mean it was a good study that uh, i think it was uh uh the, it was first uh, conducted in 2014 by uh, a uc uh, san diego behavioral scientist mm-hmm. um and uh, you know is it something that you kind of adopt into your thing or have thought about I've not
1: really thought about it honestly before yeah. I saw this you know this story and I was trying to think of instances where I've had client interaction and have I done any overpromising or underpromising and in all honesty I don't promise anything I just promise I'm going to give you what you ask for and hopefully you're blown away by the thing but I'm never I never sell myself short I just you know like hey i need a thing to i need an image or i need a photo i need a commercial i need a video and I'm like i will give you that product and you know hopefully they're happy with what they get but i
0: know yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you if you i mean it's just uh you know the, the wording uh you know so if you if you're in a contract and say you know i will shoot your wedding i'll be there for two hours i will give you 100 photos that's your promise right. that's that's yeah. a contract you know, so it's a promise. But uh, what I, I tend to do is like, I know my experience is going to far exceed the contract. So when I right. show up, I'm going to be on set, I will suddenly take a picture, I will uh, instantly edit it on my phone and give them a teaser on the spot. So they, that wasn't yeah. in a contract, that wasn't a promise. But suddenly, like they, right. right there, they can send that out in a social media and that, their experience is better. So I'm over delivering already. And then when I go yeah. back and finish it, and the what, what I deliver them opposed to what I put in the contract is always a little more. So they, they leave like, wow, that was amazing. Not only did the do, do, do this but he did this the other day and you know, i was uh, shooting for a client and uh, i went over i think by 45 minutes i'm like that that 45 minutes on me we're having a great time we're a vibe i'm like Man, that's totally on me so I, like, you know it's like oh, over delivering and ha- giving them a, an amazing experience will always bring them back and you know sometimes that it, it, it doesn't even come down to the photos they're like that was the best thing i'm so gonna hire you and they haven't seen a photo yet <laughs> so i think if you right. get in the habit of a, the experience and over delivering it's a it's a good thing
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think most clients are going to know what they're getting into, at least to a degree when they hire you, you know, like or hire a person, you know, they should see your work, they should understand the kind of work they're going to get. So I think making sure you're meeting that expectation. That's what this article kind of alluded to is that consistency is oh, more yeah. important than over promising or over delivering. Yeah. Or
0: you absolutely, know, you don't want to say you don't want to yeah, make promises you can't keep. You know, it's like, oh no, I'll do this, right. and we'll do this in this time frame. Absolutely, I'm going to say maybe we'll get one or two out of this one hour or two, mm-hmm. and we uh, give them reasonable expectations. And it's, it's you know, the most important thing is to really just kind of give them that amazing experience. I think, um, and yeah. you know, it's one thing I love to do.
1: Yeah, usually just on my own personal pride, I'm going to exceed your expectations regardless, right? Like maybe you paid for less service, but I'm going to probably go above and beyond because that's just how I am. I want to give, I want to do the best possible product and do the best possible job I I can on the product, you know, no matter what. So
0: unless you're just a total rude, you know, whatever, then you'd get an exactly what you and I never talk to you again. (laughs) Then I'm doing the bare
1: minimum anyways. But you know, one app that uh, does not do the bare minimum, if you're downloading onto your phone is called what three words. And I just learned about this today. And it's a, it's a kind of neat little app. At first, I read about it. And I was like, what's the point of this? You know, like, who cares? Yeah. Why would I anyone use this? But what it does is essentially it breaks the, the map of the world into three meter by three meter squares. Mm-hmm. And then it applies a random three word, three different words, like pie, moon, sand, right? And that that, that three, three series of words will be applied to a grid coordinate, essentially, on a map. And I thought to myself, why would anyone use this? Why is this relevant and all? And I thought to myself, well, what if you have to tell a client to come to a specific location at a address, you know, like on the beach, right? Right. You know, and it's like, I've, I've, you know, you have to wait for them to be at the spot and then take them to the location. But if you could tell them pinpoint where to go without having to give them like grid coordinates or something more complicated, then I could see the value of this, you know, what about you? Do you think there's any value to this?
0: I have no clue what this is all about. Still, I mean, it just sounds sounds ridiculous to me. It's like you know, Victor egging, dabbling is one of the like current location of where I am. I'm like, you know, know right? as far as as far as I know, uh, on my phone, I can actually hit, uh, you know, uh, a thing that'll send someone where I am on the map, and all they have to do is bring that up, and it'll bring them yeah. exactly to where I am. So I was like, it's yeah. like coordinated. It's like, oh, here's the phone. I'm walking, walking, walking. Okay, this is where they ping. Oh, hey, there you are. <laughs> so yeah, i mean i mean at first i was hoping there'd be more to it like you know it's like you know it, it'd be fun if it was for like if it was a, more of a photographer app and it was like you know um, uh, sunset so i know there's a great sunset there um right. you know statue uh, uh and uh you know earth color or something it was if there was something sure. like three words that actually pertain to the spot that really made it like, Oh, wow. Like it would make me want to kind of search through the names more like, Oh, the creative names and like, Oh, that, Oh, wow. Look at what's there. It's like horses, wild horses, uh, or, you know, it's like, I'd be more interested in that, but just a totally random three things. It's like, no, I got my Google maps and I got, you know, uh, yeah, I I can pin things on Google maps. I can send them to people. It's like, yeah, this one, this one ain't working for me. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to have to pass as they say on shark. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, yeah, I was thinking of saying, like, why would I not use just Google Maps and share my location with whoever is looking yeah. for me, right? You know, I mean, you can pin any location on earth, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's, 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 you don't want to share your personal location, right? Maybe like you're, you're worried about your specific personal privacy, I guess, you know, maybe it'd be easier to kind of put those into an instructions, you know, like if you're saying, you want to meet a specific location, you're not there yet, right? You can tell someone to go to this pinpoint location. I don't know. I don't I think you know that would come down to like I'm gonna meet you at the entrance of somewhere and then we're gonna walk to the location. But I don't know. I have to play with it myself and see if any practical purpose to me. But I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh but yeah I I get your point. So anyways, I think that's gonna bring it to this week's episode. Yeah, and the that's end of the stories. Of the hottest
0: topics of the week.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. If you want to check out more of what we're talking about, go to aroundthelens.com. You can find uh, links to all the stories we talked about there. You can find this episode on your podcatcher of choice, as well as our YouTube channel and all the other platforms. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, find us on social media. We got a Facebook page, we got Twitter, we got all that stuff. We'd be happy to hear your thoughts on any of the stories we talked about today and let us know if we're right or wrong or if there's a story we missed that we should cover.
0: All right. Anything and, or, else to read, Travis, before we sign out? I think that's a good one. I can't wait to see what we're going to come up with next week, what the new okay. stories will be that we're going to discuss. So I'm Travis Keys, And and I'm, I'm David J. Murphy. That's in a flash. We're bouncing.